Hello, and what is up, everybody? It's me, Marty the Meat Man here, your host of Cross Court Coverage, your all-NBA Celtics-focused podcast, uh, proudly brought to you by Primetime Productions at Primetime Prods on Twitter on X. Uh, go check them out. A uh, lot of new content, a lot of good stuff coming out lately. Uh, just announced was Primetime Bets uh, at PTP Bets. They're doing the primetime parlay over there every day, round about 6.30, 6.45-ish, uh, where they're doing a daily betting show. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, please gamble responsibly. Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or any of your local services. Uh, as always, they are not professionals at all. Um, so take their, take their advice with a grain of salt. Uh, they had me on there one time, so that that should give you your hint. Um, as well, I believe a new Cardinals, uh, St. Louis Cardinals podcast was announced, hosted by Poolside Pat and our good friend Ian Kennedy. Uh, it is called The Red Report, I believe. Uh, they will be covering Cardinals baseball over there, so congratulations to uh, Red Bird Report. Uh, congratulations to uh, them and also PTP for finally having some baseball coverage. Uh, and last but certainly not least, Larry is being leased out. Uh, he will be running a PTP MBA account that is at PTP MBA on Twitter on X. Uh, it's just going to be kind of like the cross court account, but also. You know, less Celtics bias. It's going to be an all NBA account covering highlights, covering news, covering everything going on in the NBA without any bias as much as, you know, Larry can uh, manage. Uh, we'll, you know, keep him in check on that. But go check out and follow at PTP NBA. Uh, there will be updates on every single team. Uh, so if you root for anyone besides the Celtics and you happen to listen to me, I appreciate you. And you will get your proper coverage of your team more likely at PTP NBA than at NBA Cross Court. Uh, with all that being said, what has happened in the NBA since we saw you last? Since we last spoke, uh, we took a week off last week uh, to allow for the All Star break. Larry and I taking a break ourselves, but. Not so much because uh, shout out to Brett Howard at Brett Howard underscore on Twitter. Uh, one half of your hosts of Only Bruins, uh, the Only Bruins podcast, fellow podcast on the PTP network. Uh, shout out to Brett. He uh, hosted a primetime preview, a live game, uh, pregame, during the game, postgame commentary. Uh, me and him, you know. Shot the shit, talked basketball. He held his own. I was very proud of him, honestly. It was like a proud dad moment um, to see how many names, one, he re remembered and noticed. Um, but two, you know, his ball knowledge was more extensive than I expected. Um, asked good questions. Uh, you can check that out um, either on the Primetime Productions Twitter page or on their YouTube page. Links in the bio. Uh, you can find it all there or at the primetimeproductions.net. I'm sure there's a link that will somehow, some way get you there. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to, you know, just hang out kind of for like three hours and shoot the shit with Brett um, and talk about the All-Star game. But it's not something I can do alone. That's just what it is. Uh, I 
don't have anything against the all-star game, but I don't have anything, you know, for it, I would say. Um, it's not my favorite time of the NBA season. I do appreciate the uh, time off for the players who are not involved, uh, but players who are involved, you know, it's a mixed bag. You know, it's happy. To, it's, it's fun to see them there. It's fun to see them all kind of goofing off and having some fun. But we do need to get into the breakdown of what had happened. And to do that, like I said, I'm not talking NBA All-Star by myself. I'm just not doing it. So, Larry phoned a friend. Uh, we have Larry's girlfriend here. It is not Amanda uh, at not a man underscore duh with three H's on Twitter on X uh, who will be joining us today to talk about the NBA All-Star Game and NBA All-Star Weekend. Amanda, what is up? Hello. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm happy to have you here. I'm happy Larry let you out of his uh, single closet that he, <laughs> <laughs> that he works out of. I don't, I don't know. Cave. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, yeah, he knows how much I love All-Star Weekend because I am pro-gimmick. I am the kind of person that the NBA has the all-star weekend for um so i'm really excited to get to talk about it because i love all things all-star because i love just all the best players in one place yeah see like that's the the opposite of my take is that i hate the gimmick i hate all the you know bells and whistles and just give me some hoop maybe um, one day larry will be able to uh get us seats to the all-star game because hey. then you get to see all the good players at one time and it you know like you cross off so many players on your bucket list just being at all-star weekend and i think that's so fun that's fair that's a good way to look at it um but also you get limited minutes in the all-star game you get you know a little bit of face time whatever but um it's also a popularity contest as to who goes there and everything like that but we will get into it when we get into it uh the first event of all-star weekend was the rising stars challenge uh it was a four team tournament how they set it up uh jalen uh rose had a team tamika had a team detlef shrimp had a team uh but, but, but i'm forgetting some team pal pal gasol had a team as well um first game was team jalen versus team tamika uh, with that, Team Samika came out to an early lead, 11-2. to two. Uh, Palo, Chet, Matherin, Lively, Kessler all ended up, you know, just kind of coming back uh, from the 11-2 to two deficit and running away with it. The first round was 240 points. So I guess they had a turnaround where they went from 11-2 and two to scoring enough points to win that game. Uh, the second game being uh, Team Pow versus Team Detlef. Team Detlef being a solely G League team. Um, more gimmicks. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, so I love it. You like introducing the G League into NBA competition? I do. I like the whole idea of the rising stars. One being as a new fan of the NBA, new within like the last two years. Mm -hmm. I mostly know superstars. Um, 
And I find it hard to kind of remember a lot of players unless they really played well against the Celtics. Um, Fair enough. So I think that this is a great way for people like me to learn new players. And I also think that the G League team is important because I literally never pay attention to the G League. No one does. Anytime, (laughs) Anytime Shams or Woj tweets out like, 10 day contract G leaguer scroll past, like don't even read the whole thing. So it is interesting to see the talent on the G league. Okay. Um, and I think it just gives you like an idea of who to be looking out for, who's really going to be making a name for themselves. So I, I actually really value and get a lot out of the rising stars because now I know who's young. Cause everyone looks like mid twenties, except the clunk who looks 10. Um, fair enough (laughs) so it just helps me like put a perspective on age how long they've been in just i think it's really beneficial for someone like me fair enough i mean i just think that the g league product is it's getting there but it is subpar compared to the nba product um and i don't know sometimes the ncaa product even seems better than the g league Uh, but i do understand players either opting to go to the g league Instead of going to college or, you know, they're in the G League because their NBA career is near the end and they don't want to go across the seas to play in a foreign country. So they want to stay home. Um, But game two, Team Pow versus Team G League. I mean, Team Detlef. Um, Mac McClung. uh, Someone Williams. It starts with an A. Alanis. I want to say Alanis, but I feel like that's more set. (laughs) Not not Williams. Um, and Bazolas, Bazolas hits the game winner. Spoiler alert. The G League team went to the finals of the Rising Star Challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, beating Wemby's team, which was kind of surprising. I mean, it's interesting to see, uh, Wembenyama mixed with all the other young guys because he seems to be in a league of his own so far. Well, that's because he's taller than everyone. Yeah, but not just that. He's (laughs) a seven foot four ball handler. He can hit a three point shot. He's blocking people when he's standing under the paint and they're in like the mid range area. He's an alien. I mean, the the nickname fits. Yeah. Um, But to have him beat by G leaguers is kind of poetic in a sense. It's karma. It's karma for drawing that and one. That's fair. There was (laughs) there was one play where. Wemby catches a full court pass and instead of just going up with it, uh, he stands there, waits for the defenders to close out on him, does a little floater, but draws enough contact to get an and one during all-star weekend. Yes. They call fouls during all-star weekend play. It is very shocking. Um, but besides the and one, not too much to show. He had like, I think one or two blocks in that game and he lost. So Rising Star Championship game was Team Detlef versus Team Jalen. Uh, it it was a close game. It was a surprisingly close game. Uh, team Jalen wins it in the end uh, with a Cason Wallace walk-off three-point shot, which was hype. Um, and, you know, the players after winning kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of showcased how I feel about All-Star Weekend. <laughs> Um, you know, they got announced as the winners and no one cheered. And there was, yeah, there was a collective woo, like a very low, dull woo. 
Um, and then whoever was, I think it was Draymond who was announcing the winner. Um, he's like, oh, give the, give the trophy a lift. And again, they lift up the trophy and just a woo. It felt like a, like a fourth grade soccer tournament. Like the kids won, but like no one actually is still checked in. It felt more like they came in second place and got a participation trophy. Ooh, yeah, that's like that's what, that's what it felt like. That was their reaction. They were like, yeah, we're happy to be here, but like, nah. Can I, I'm going to throw out a crazy idea. Maybe it wasn't that people weren't excited about the rising star win. Maybe they just weren't excited about Draymond being the commentator. That's a good take. Thank you. That is fair. Because uh, I wasn't excited to see Draymond. Because I know he does his like mid-show podcast because he's trying to set up his career as a commentator once he retires. I mean, it's working for him. They okay. have him on all – because he's not an all-star, they have him working on the horn as the quote-unquote alt-cast yeah, but I for like All-Star less- Weekend. I would like less Draymond than more Draymond. Draymond puts asses in seats. I've been saying it. I don't know what it is. I know everyone hates him, but Draymond gets eyes on the sport. And Adam Silver loves eyes on the sport. And they're going to milk the Draymond cash cow until they can't. I know. Anyone else who strangles someone and punches (laughs) someone in the face on an NBA court would be out of the league. But Draymond... We got to keep him around. But is he charismatic enough to be an announcer? Like, look at Shaq. Look at Chuck. Look at Kenny. Like, they're fun. Well, Kenny's in hot water. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm not pro-Kenny right now. I take that back. But, like, they have such charisma about them that Draymond, just like when he talks, I'm like, ugh, are you done yet? Yeah, Draymond kind of is very full of himself. Uh, Draymond is very one note of I'm the best and my team's the best and everyone that I've been surrounded by my whole career is the best. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, we'll see where, whenever Draymond retires, where it ends up being, where he ends up, you know, calling the games or uh, being a pregame or postgame commentator, who knows, but he's just, he's really going for it. He's really just positioning himself to, Stay behind the mic, whether it's his <laughs> podcast or on TV. Um, yeah. He's definitely thinking about his post-NBA career at this he, point. <laughs> yeah, well, you kind of have to when, like, they make you take, what, 16 games off for, like, anger management? Like, loose faba? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> loose anger management. Well, I don't even know if he actually went to treatment. This was all that, – that whole suspension was – they actually just had him in a room watching anger management for, you know, 16 days. Straight. Probably. That's more likely than him <laughs> actually going to a facility and getting help. They actually just brought Jack Nicholson to follow him around. Exactly. That's, they, that's they how gave they him, cured yeah, him. They gave him the, uh, what's his name? Buddy Rydell. <laughs> oh my God. He wouldn't make it. No, no. Um, he would punch Jack Nicholson <laughs> in the face. So I'm going to stick with my belief that it was Draymond's fault. The crowd wasn't hyped about the win. It wasn't just the crowd. It was the team too. Okay. I, well, because they beat the G League. They're NBA players. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But, but I also think. There was an NBA team that lost to the G League. Yeah, because they had Wemby, and that's it. I actually don't even remember who else was on that team. That's fair enough. And there like, wasn't anyone that stood out. The other team was, like, stacked. Yeah, Palo, Chet, Matherin, Lively, Kessler. Like, that's a, that's a good rising star lineup. But like I said, like. I think it's so important to have something like this because I had never heard of Matherin. I had never heard of, of Wallen. Like Wallace. 
Is that it? Case and Wallace. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Can he get a New Jersey and name it Wallen? No. Okay. But well. Case and Wallace, backup point guard to SGA in the th- on the Thunder. Oh, that's why I don't know him. Correct. I don't pay attention to the Thunder. Fair enough. For, <laughs> but like, I, I just think that's nice because now next time I see these teams play against the Celtics. Yeah, you'll recognize I'll be like, different oh, names. Wallen, I know that name. It's oh. still Wallace. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure? Uh, quite positive it's Cason Wallace. Okay, maybe I'll remember Cason. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the G League job in the Rising Star Challenge really did its job. You don't have the name right, but... But... Whatever. I will remember his hair, because I'm pretty good at remembering hairs. I mean, he did have nice braids. Yeah. He did have good braids. Yeah. Um, But besides that, after the Rising Star Challenge, the next event in All-Star Weekend was the Skills Challenge. I love the Skills Challenge. The Skills Challenge is fun. I will give them that. Uh, it is a good product. It um, They really utilized the uh, LED floor. Hell yeah, they for did. The, for the, which, again, gimmick, whatever. Okay, but it was so cool. It was all right. Well, it was so cool until players still did shit wrong. That's fair. Yes. So in in the skills challenge, um, the three teams were team all-star, which was uh, Trey, Scotty, and Maxie. Yep. Team first overall, which was Paolo, Wemby, Ant. And then the home team, which was Indy, which was Matherin, Miles Turner, and Tyrese Halliburton. Woo. Um, Woo. Well, I liked I liked Halliburton and Miles Turner. I like them too. When I watch indie games, those are two names I knew. Matherin, I learned. Um, okay. Matherin, I'm a little hot and cold on, but that will be revealed why as we go into these. Yeah. So skills. The, the first challenge was the all around skills challenge. Uh, dribble through the court, go around some obstacles, hit a floater run over to the three-point line, hit a three-pointer, and then drive down the lane to hit a layup. You also missed throw, throw the ball, the, like, pass Oh, thing. yes. It started with a, a pass through the hoop. Which is very important. Sure. Because if anyone <laughs> would have missed it, I would have clowned them for the rest That's of their fair. goddamn That's career. Um, so, uh, let's see. We had team – home team wins it, uh, the first challenge. Uh, with uh, Miles Turner having the fastest time at 21.4, Tyrese Halliburton having the second fastest time among all competitors, both uh, Miles and Tyrese, uh, at 21.5. The only reason that uh, I think Halliburton didn't have the fastest time is because he decided to go off the backboard, but uh, between his legs, off the backboard, self-oop to finish the challenge because they knew they were going to win. Which, by the way, like, always go for style points you're in the all-star yeah. weekend so i mean they had the, they had the win wrapped up you had he could have done anything yeah he well, had time <laughs> the other two teams did crap wrong that's true um <laughs> scotty scotty barnes dribbles it off his foot yeah um tyrese maxi forgets to go around one of the the bales or the the cones so does palo so does palo so you know so as long as matherin got it right <laughs> yeah as long, well as long as anyone on uh, as long as the uh, you know, there was no mistakes for Team uh, Indy. They had that in the bag. And there were no mistakes for Team Indy, so they walked away with it. Yeah. it was. I liked watching that 
because one, I, I liked the floor. It was pretty. Um, I liked watching the way that like the players moved around and the, and the floor followed them. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but I also thought it was just interesting to like see them use the skills that you see all the time, like right. them dribbling around. But I, I appreciated that they messed up. Like, well, yeah, nobody's perfect. Yeah, like I thought it was hilarious that Scotty got it off his foot because there, Scotty, there was no one in front of you. Yeah, no, Scotty's <laughs> the only one who like made like a, a technical, like actual game issue. Like he dribbled it off his foot. Uh, Paolo and Maxi just didn't pay attention in the meeting where they were told to go around a cone right, or like follow the yellow or follow, row, the, follow the line like... underneath them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Tyrese and Paolo less of like a uh technical issue more of a they're at all-star weekend and they don't care uh scotty what are we fucking doing <laughs> you Maybe. can't you can't be dribbling the ball off your foot and kicking it out of bounds basically um but i think he had the most fun no halliburton did i take it back no tyrese definitely had the. he yeah. didn't stop smiling that entire skills contest oh yeah well i mean like, i loved it it's also great for um indie and the boys from Indy to like kind of have it in their home court, have it be this, uh, you know, hometown feel, but also kind of like Indy's a small market team compared to Boston, compared to Chicago, compared to the New York teams. So really to get like the whole NBA there and to get fans there and have everyone in there, like, you know, home barn and rooting just for the competition. Like there's no doubt in my mind that Tyrese Miles, even Matherin were like, okay, we have to win something here this weekend <laughs> to really just like we we did it. This is our this is our thing. Yeah, but I think they had more fun than the Utah team did last year. It was Kessler, it was Lori, and it was that guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Jordan Clarkson. I, yes, yeah. but I saw his braids in my head. See, I remember my hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they didn't look like they were having that much fun last year. Well, Utah's a miserable place to play basketball. Is that because Utah is a miserable place to be? Yeah. 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 My friends there right now couldn't get a beer until 1130. I was about to say, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say, like, did they serve beer at all Star weekend last year? I have no idea. Imagine having to wait. No. I'm up. Give me my beer. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Please <laughs> let me do whatever I want. Exactly. But I, I just think they had so much fun. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Little, little, <laughs> little you know, gymnasium mess around yeah oh my gosh it's like those obstacle courses you used to do in gym class yeah it's just like gym class holy cow and that you, just and unlocked. you have 20 to 30 year old people doing it while they get paid millions of dollars they should get the parachute next year no <laughs> that's not a competition i don't know i think i can make it one uh the second competition was the passing competition <sighs> Uh, there was three methods of passing. There was the uh, two-point overhand, just whatever, throw it through the hoop, uh, the four-point bounce pass, and the six-point chest pass. Um, through the competition, Team All-Star originally scored 74 points, and Team Indy originally scored 74 points, so they had to go to a tiebreaker. Uh, team first team all overall, or first pick overall, whatever, only got uh, 58 Team, all right. So I, before we got get into this, <laughs> I said that team first overall was supposed to win this competition. They looked like ass. I don't know what was up with Paolo. I don't know what was up with Ant. I don't know what was up with Wemby. 
they didn't care. Uh, team All-Star cared. Team Indy cared. The other guys just were there. Yeah, but Ant didn't really do anything the entire weekend. Like, even in the All-Star game, he wasn't... Yeah, no, he was just there to be there. Yeah, sorry, Sam. Our friend Sam. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, So, in the passing comp, they tied at 74, and they had to go to a overtime second round of passing. Um, And with that, Team All-Star scored 90, but Team Indy scored 92. And that's because they figured out the trick. Grab two balls at once. Yeah, like that's the <laughs> other thing is like I see these guys grabbing like they have the bins there where you have to grab the ball and then throw it through the hoop. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to grab two balls and not have to keep running back to the basket. Yeah, I would have them like I would be stuffing them down my jersey. Like I would be. I would just have like a couple like by my feet. Like I yeah. would just roll them with me. But yeah. I don't know what the rules are technically. Their arms are definitely big enough to like wingspan two balls in each arm. Yeah, but then you have to throw it. You could put it down. I don't know if you can. I don't know what the rules of the, the, the passing competition are. That's true. I guess I'll call Adam. <laughs> I'll learn more for next year. Um, so after that, two wins for Team Indy. They're at like whatever, 200 points because there's 100 points per competition. Um, but then the third competition was the shooting competition, which was worth 200 points. I don't know why all the competitions aren't worth the same amount of points, but whatever. Um, again, team first team overall. Scored 19. Uh, Embarrassing. Yeah. And they had what? They had a, the normal three pointer, which was in the corner. They had like a five point shot, which was from like Dame, Steph Curry range. Um, I think they had a couple indicators within the paint. No one was shooting within the paint. No one was going for like two pointers or anything like that. I think they had a four pointer at the top of the key. Maybe I couldn't tell you. I know they had points all around, just like little, again, on the LED floor, little light up point spots. Yeah. Which I loved. Why don't they have that at games? Because there are <laughs> lines painted on the floor. No, that's true. I don't. I don't actually ever feel that I need that at the game. Um, no, not at all. No, I it's know like my... it's like when you watch football and like the yellow line's not actually there. No, but I oh, don't even get me started on the yellow line at your real games. I, I'll go down a hole. Um, team Indy actually did the worst in the shooting competition. They had Hell, sixteen yeah. points. Matherin had zero. He stood in the corner trying to hit the corner three every time Miles and Tyrese were throwing the rebounds out to him and he went brick city. Um, so that's why I said I'm 50 50 on, on the hot and cold on the map. Yeah. Cause he was really good in the rising stars and he really held his team back in the skills competition. Well, only in the shooting. He did fine in passing. He did fine in the, the obstacle course thing. I don't actually know. I like might get the statistics out for some other day. I need to look at that now. I I fully believe he didn't hit any of the shootings. Like you didn't. No, hit he didn't anything. hit any shots in the shooting competition. But he did hit his three pointer in the obstacle course, and he did hit his floater, and he did hit his layup. All right. He did fine in the skills competition. He just wasn't hitting it in the shooting competition. Neither was the first team overall. It doesn't matter. Team All-Star had 33 points. They won that competition. But you know what I'm going to walk away remembering? That he scored nothing in the shooting competition. That's what I'm going to walk away remembering. Well, he wears double zero for a reason. Oh, damn. (laughs) Does he need some aloe for that, Fern? Maybe. (laughs) Um, So because of the way, and this is more gimmick shit, because of the way it's set up, 
Indy wins the first two competitions, they have 200 points. Because Team All-Star wins the shooting competition, they have 200 points. Uh, so it has to go to a tiebreaker. And their decision for a tiebreaker in the skills competition, riddle me this, I don't know how it's a skill. It's not really anything that should be utilized in a basketball game. But it was whatever team is the fastest to hit a half-court shot. Uh, so you literally had two buckets of balls parked at half-court and three guys chucking them. Uh, Team All-Star went first, and between Scotty, Tyrese, and Trey, it took them 58.8 seconds to hit a half-point shot, half-court shot, um, with Tyrese being the one that made it. Um, Tyrese Maxey, interestingly enough, uh, Team Indy had Tyrese make it as well, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, but they did it in 38.3 seconds, half the time, basically. Uh, of note, I guess Scotty Barnes did not think that he was going to hit a half-court shot at all. He was just kind of there. Uh, he threw one behind his back, just being like, fuck it, we ball. Maybe it'll go in. I really um, wish it did. I mean, that would have been a hell of a way to hit a half-court shot. Could you imagine? No, I mean, like, that, you give them the win at that point. I don't care how fast it takes the other team to hit it. If they, this guy's like, yeah, I'm chucking it over my head behind the back, and it goes in at half-court, like, that's something that gets someone $10,000 at a game at halftime. Like, I that's wish. one of those fan competitions. Yeah, I have to say, I really enjoyed the tiebreaker. Again, I am the gimmick. Um, and, You're who the gimmick is for. Yeah, and and I love a shootout. Like you can ask downtown Boosie. I love a shootout. I Shout out older ones again. <laughs> I get really excited when it's like on the clock, gotta do it or don't. It was a little like, all right, someone just make it. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was also hectic because they team all-star had no rhythm or no rhyme or reason of how they were yeah. doing it. They were all chucking up their shots at the same time. Yeah. And I'm honestly quite certain that like one of Trey Young's balls knocked out one of Maxie's balls. Because they were shooting at the same time. Like, there was a chance that they could have done it faster. But they were just shooting so haphazardly that balls were flying everywhere, bouncing off the rim everywhere. I, I don't know. Do you think that's a matter of Indy being a cohesive team, knowing each other, and those being players that are just thrown together? Or do you think it was just like, you know, I think my, that my, I, their route versus their route? I'll give, like, 10% of what happened with Indy being more organized to them being a team and having chemistry. Mm. And then I'll say 90% of it was like, oh, these idiots all shot at the <laughs> okay. same time and they went before us. We're going to shoot one after another and we'll hit it faster. Okay. I think I, they watched and learned. I'll accept that. <laughs> um, just my final note on the on the shooting competition was just the happiness of Halliburton's face when he scored it. Well, yeah. He, he was so happy. Yeah, he won the competition at home for his team. Yeah. That was that was his flowers. Those were his bells and whistles. NBA players deserve to refine the love in the sport, too. Yeah. I think no, the All-Star I, Weekend does that. I don't. First of all, look at the fits. Okay? Yeah, Everyone they're all, comes they're all flat, wearing... Yes, they're all wearing high fashion. They're all dressed to the nines. And they definitely get stylists for... Like this event, they yes, know. But they have stylists every day. Okay, yeah, but whatever. These are fresh fits. These are fresh shoes. Yeah. For Everyone sure. comes looking their best every time. As we go to the dunk contest, we'll talk about it more. But like, they're always scanning the crowd's face. Yeah. Because everyone's just like, ooh. Yeah. And it's I'm, awesome. Sure. It's. I'll never convince you, but it's no, where, it's where I won't. stand. <laughs> um. So, 
as Amanda said, we're moving to the dunk contest now. The competitors were, and I'm going to fuck his name up because it's not Jamie Jacques Jr. It's Jaime Jaquez Jr. Oh, God. I can't even say Wallen. You can just say Jaquez. Um, Junior? <laughs> it's Wallace again, by the way. It's Casey Wallace. Like You can write that down. I thought I had it that time. <laughs> no. Um, so anyways, Jaime Jaquez goes first in the dunk competition. Oh, no, I was saying. Yeah, yeah. sorry, my bad. <laughs> the competitors were Jaime Jaquez, uh, Jacob Toppin, Jalen Brown, boop, boop. and Mac McClung, boop, boop. the former champion from last year. Uh, Jaquez goes first. Um, they utilize the LED screen again on the floor. They played a little uh, home video of him dunking on a little tyke's hoop and saying, I'm Shaq, ah, whatever fucking bullshit gimmick nonsense. So just, it was really cute. Just do a dunk. Just do a dunk in the dunk competition. I do agree with that. I, <laughs> I, I was a little like, okay, now dunk it. But like, you're not going to get points for playing a home video. No, but it was cute. It was like a full circle moment. And I think that's great. And I think that's great PR and I think that's great for like you know publishing for your team or publishing from the NBA account but it doesn't need to be played on the LED screen court before you do your dunk then why have an LED screen court okay because they had flames underneath the guys as they ran up to the hoop or no stars underneath the guys as they ran up to the hoop. okay yes also cool but I think that their vi no. the video should have been shorter I think it should have just been like I dunked on Shaq and then like he dunked on Shaq well yes spoiler alert <laughs> his first dunk was Jumping over Shaq, uh, front on, straight on to the hoop, uh, jumps over Shaq, one hand dunk, no flare, no nothing to it. Does put his hand on Shaq's back, which like, did you really jump Shaq? Right, you if needed you, that extra boost. You have like, I mean, like people were trying to argue that he didn't push off. He just had his hand there for like, whatever. Uh, we'll get into a dunk that actually didn't need a hand. So, like. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more of just like I jumped over Shaq. But we'll I, we'll compare the Shaq jumps. I'll save my thoughts. I'll yeah. save them. They're so, in a bookmark. So Hawkes gets 47.4. Which I felt was high. The grading on the dunk contest is stupid. Put me in, coach. It's No, it's just dumb. Like everyone's getting... They're like, oh, it's one to fifty. I've never seen anyone get a, like a twenty. I would have given. I've never seen anyone get like a a a, a thirty. I, it's, it's, you, oh. it's dumb. Make it out of one through ten. Like, why are we doing it out of fifty if you're if you're not gonna give anyone a low grade? That's actually a really good point because I was gonna say I would have given that like a 40 41 like i didn't think like I've i would have gave people... it a three out of ten shit oh out of ten okay yeah. out of ten yeah maybe a two or a three i've seen people jump shock yeah that's it's, the thing it's too. overdone that's the other thing too is like the whole get gimmicks, them a collar the whole gimmicks the whole bells and whistles all this like props and shit it's like if it's never been done before cool if it's been done before like jumping shack we've seen it it's tired here's, why are you doing it here's my idea for next year and matt mcclung if you do this I want credit. Jump Shaq and Wemby. Put Wemby on Shaq's shoulders. Jump him. No one has a 14 foot, 14 foot vertical. He has a year. No one. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <coughs> Second dunk was Jacob Toppin. Ain't no stopping. Ain't no stopping Jacob Toppin. Uh, speaking of which, he jumped over his former dunk champion brother. Uh, he did a little more with his jump over a person. 
he jumped over his brother and did a one hand reverse dunk, which is a little more exciting. Um, he wore the same shoes as his brother when he won the championship or when he won the dunk championship, the dunk contest, which is beautiful. No, it's a gimmick. Again, I don't care what's on your feet. I don't care what you're wearing. I don't care who you bring in. Do a dunk. He did it. Shock it. Shock and awe me. He didn't shock and awe me. He got a 47.8, which is ridiculous. Um, again, five out of 10, maybe. Yeah. His, his was better than it was better than Hawkes. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say I, I got a little moved by the shoe thing, but I'm, again, the person the gimmicks are for. Yeah. Next up was Jalen Brown. Whoop. Jalen Brown, uh, I think, brought out Dominique Wilkins' son, uh, who was wearing a Dominique jersey, because Dominique was one of the, the, the judges. So there's no chance that he brought out Dominique Wilkins himself, but whatever. Um, the whole point of it, Jalen's dunks were all tributes. They were all like, Oh yeah. Hat tips to the greats. Uh, so Jalen does the signature, uh, Dominique Wilkins windmill dunk, uh, tongue out three sixty, not three sixty. you know, full windmill. The ball goes from right in front of your face to around the world to into the hoop. Um, the judges loved it. And you want to know why? Because he dunked it with ferocity. He dunked it with style. He didn't have a gimmick really. I mean, like he brought out the sun sure, but whatever. I don't even know if it's his son. He brought out some guy wearing a Dominique Wilkins jersey. <laughs> did, the, did the guy, refresh my memory, did the guy throw it to him or he grabbed it from Wilkins? Nope. He, nope, he just, oh, he was just, he just had out. the ball. He just was there. He just okay. brought him out there and talked to him for two seconds. So that's why I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but Jalen got a 48.8 for that dunk. I will say that's like a 7 out of 10 dunk. It was a good dunk. It was a solid dunk. Yeah. It for- was, it's an in-game dunk. Like I could mm. see him pulling that off on a breakaway. Yeah, It wasn't sure. anything crazy. Um, you know, it's, it's a solid, very good. Wow. Kind of dunk, but you know, see for me, because I was not a like NBA fan of past times. You didn't follow seventies and eighties basketball. I I did not. Um, and I've never really looked into it besides what's that doc I watched. Um, the last dance Ah. (laughs) and the redeem team, but I didn't know redeem team was like 2006. Still premium, <laughs> still before my time. I maybe two thousand. I started in the twenty twenty two Eastern Conference Finals against yes. Miami, and then yeah. watched us lose to the Warriors. So I was like, "Oh, that sucked." Give me more. Um, but I didn't know who Dominique Wilkins was. I didn't know that there was this like famous windmill. So to me, it was just a really well executed dunk. Yep. Um. So I would have given it a five, not knowing the history. Okay. But he had, he had good power. Yeah. But I wouldn't have understood like the legend. Fair enough. Um, then we get former champion Mac McClung. Uh, this was a good dunk. This was the coolest dunk I've ever this seen. This might have been the coolest dunk in the competition. Um, Mac McClung, again, props, jumps over a guy. Uh, the guy, I believe, was Tristan Josh, uh, YouTube fucking. Uh, trick shot guy. Oh, um, yeah. Again, they just bring out guys that like have something to do with basketball, but like don't really have anything to do with basketball. Huh. Or, like they would like. I don't care who you bring out. You could bring out me, and I wouldn't like it. it, it like there's the no difference between dunking over me at six feet or dunking over someone else at six feet, even if they have like a long tenured history in the NBA. Fair enough. So then bring me out. I'm gonna start a campaign. There you go. Um, 
Mac goes baseline, uh, jumps over Tristan Josh, Jass, whatever his name is. Um, double clutches in a way that we've never seen before. So he has the ball down at his waist, lets go of it, grabs it again, and then reverse slams it with authority. Uh, that was a sick dunk. That was a very, very cool, you know, even if he messed up his first attempt, which I think is what affected his score, that was the coolest. I, no one's ever done that before. We've never seen someone grab the ball from someone they're jumping over, throw it to themselves, even if it's just a little tap pass, and then slam it in. Yeah, but he, like, let go and had some good distance from the ball. Like, no, it's like he, he paused in midair. Yeah, he literally he like, jumped froze. the guy, froze in midair, did a little tap pass to himself, and then slammed it home. It was super cool. I have gone through and watched a lot of YouTube t- YouTube videos of the dunk competition because I love dunks. Um, and that was maybe probably the coolest one I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely up there with one of the cooler things that have been done in the dunk contest, especially lately. Um, I'll always remember it. With that, he only got a 48. Boo. So, again, I think it's because he missed his first attempt. Uh, I do think that that is why Jalen takes the first overall score. Um, so the second dunk for everybody, everyone in the dunk contest gets two dunks in the first round, and then it goes to the final two in the second round. Um, sorry to interrupt, but McClung's one out of 10, what would you have given it? Nine. I would have given the McClung dunk dunk out of 10 a nine. As would I. I would have, like, I don't think that's a perfect 10. Because he messed up the first one. See, but I don't, uh, I don't know if I want to take away points for missing the first attempt. I don't think that that's necessarily fair because they give them an, a minute and a half to do it. Okay. So like, why have the timer if you're going to count against me that I didn't get it in the first attempt? Touche. So then why a nine? Why not a 10? It was cool. It was wow. Because there's, I've never seen a 10 out of 10 dunk. There will always be a better dunk. That's the point of the dunk contest. That's the point of the NBA. There's always going to be something better. So when There's someone, always going to be something cooler. So when someone jumps Shaq and Wemby, that's a 10. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if they do it without a trampoline, that's a fucking 100. <laughs> okay. If you can get 14 feet vertical. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. For, okay, whatever. It's never going to happen. <laughs> um, second dunks. Uh, Amy Hawkes, uh does a tribute to the NBA stars of Mexican heritage before him. Uh, a great hat tip. A great, you know, uh, you know moment for him i will agree with that but had nothing to do with the dunk had nothing to do with what was it was again just more bells and whistles before actually doing the move he also had a backwards hat on um i don't know how that text ties into mexican heritage or if it ties into the dunk like i i I, the props just make no sense to me that's the problem i have with this kind of shit it's like where are we tying this all together yeah i felt like he actually wore the hat because he wanted to tie his hair back but didn't have a hair tie maybe but th- he didn't even put it on his head the, the hat fell off twice he missed his first attempt it fell off yeah and he goes for his second attempt and he makes the dunk yeah. but the hat falls off again i agree it was a cool dunk though it was a self-bounce oop to a clutch 360 you know like he 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 did a lot he did a 360 he had a full clutch he hit the the, the dunk six or seven out of ten like ah. yeah i would be about the same and i actually feel that this gimmick 
maybe I wasn't paying attention as much, but that one I was like, oh, okay. They just what didn't tie together. Yeah, I was like, what does this have to do with anything? Like the shack to shack, got it. Yeah. Heritage, super important. What does it have to do with what you're about to do? Right. No, like if he like wore the Mexican flag as yeah. a cape or like on his hat. <laughs> or or even had a me- like a Mexican flag on his hat. He was just wearing a heat hat. Yeah. Yeah. He was just wearing a hat from his team. Yeah. I I I always appreciate the like respecting where you're from and you know bringing attention to your heritage, but also remember you're in a dunk competition. It, yeah, it had nothing to do with anything. Like that's Bring the dunk. I have no issue with the video being played. And I, I appreciate, you know, Jaime Hawkes, uh, you know, calling out like the, the ones before him and everything like that. Yeah. But you didn't parlay it into anything that had to do with what you were doing as your dunk. Yeah. It was just like, here's a clip. Okay, here's my dunk. Yeah. They, did, they didn't mesh together. Completely agree. Also a six for me. Okay. The judges gave it a 46.8. Uh, newsflash, his combined score was not good enough. He was eliminated from dunk. And surprisingly, that was the lowest scored dunk. Yeah. I mean, that's that that's that is what it is. I mean, they love a gimmick where you jump over somebody. They just they they eat that shit up. Just you wait. And uh Jacob Jacob Toppin next. Uh this his move. He stole his brother's championship or dunk contest winning move. He went between the legs, did a 360, dunked it. Still cool. Cool. The finish was weak as hell. Yeah. He had just fingertips on the ball right when he dunked it and finished it. Like, he he nearly lost the ball. Yeah. Um. Like, it's a good move. It's cool. But the whole point of the dunk competition is do shit that we've never seen before. And, and we literally it. have seen your brother who looks like your twin do this before. It is literally like when I watched it, I was like, oh, I'm in 2021 and I'm seeing the same shit again. Yeah, I I kind of felt that way because if you're going to pay homage to someone, maybe not your brother three years ago. Right. Like, it's not like it was like <laughs> 10 or 20 years ago where he's like paying homage to like what happened. It was literally two years ago when it's not at, it's not even removed from our memory yet. Like, yeah, it, it's very much just I'm going to copy him. Yeah. And I also think that I don't think his brother did anything like spectacular. He did that. He did that dunk. I mean, between the legs, 360 is sick. I don't know. McClung let go of the ball. The the stake is now higher than ever. I would give the between the legs, 360 without Obi doing it an eight out of 10 because Obi did it. And he's literally Obi's brother. And he's like trying to cheat his way into like, oh, this won my brother, the, the dunk title. Yeah. Bump it down two points, six out of ten. Okay, I would have given it a seven. Okay. Um, how much of it is genetics? It's all genetics. What do you mean? <laughs> There's a reason why two kids from the same family are in the in, in the I'm NBA. Saying, I'm saying, like, do they go to their parents' house and they practice they that probably, specific yeah, no, dunk at home? They've been doing that dunk since they were like twelve in their driveway. <laughs> Jacob's been practicing it since 2022 when he when Obi won. Yeah, he's been like, I'm gonna do it. Uh, Jacob got a 47.2 combined score was not good enough. He will be eliminated. Uh, we moved to Jalen Brown's second dunk. Uh, Jalen Brown's second dunk brings out a good friend of the show. Good friend of his own. Jason Tatum. Oop. Uh, Jason Tatum wearing a full houndstooth coat. I, I don't know what that means. Houndstooth is the pattern. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. A full ankle length. 
fucking thick ass winter coat. It was so beautiful. It was a good looking coat, but it, take it off when you're going to help your buddy with a lob. No, pass. the the fit is the coat. No, the fit doesn't matter. You could go out there butt naked. Or you could go out there wearing rags. Or you could go out there wearing a suit made out of gold. I don't care what you're fucking wearing. Dunk it. But he wasn't dunking. That's not the point. <laughs> so, of course, he's going to wear the coat. It is the drip. Right. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, they set up Jason Tatum in the paint. They set up a chair. They put uh, Kai Sinet, which is like a, a, a Twitch streamer. Mm. Uh, he was part of the Celebrity All-Star game. Um, they had him film it from his seat. Um, as for heights, as for jumping over someone in a chair, if you got someone before you who's jumping Shaq and got someone before you who's jumping Obi Toppin, you should probably scrap this dunk. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know what kind of effect you're going for, and you're like, oh, I'm jumping this guy who's seated. That's real cool, JB. That's a really good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that because I was so hung up on JT's coat. Exactly. <laughs> Gimmicks. They all are smoke and mirrors. I love it. I'm here for um, it. He attempted to do the D Brown and D Brown in the dunk competition, like jumped from the foul line, one hand dunked it and covered his eyes with his, his elbow and forearm and slammed it home. Jalen didn't do that. No, he didn't. Um, he got the lob from Tatum. It, the first time it didn't work. The second time, he catches the lob from Tatum, jumps over the guy in the chair, one hand dunks it, and then covers his eyes. And I'm like, JB, the fuck are we doing here? You didn't do the move. It just looks like you dabbed at the end of it. <laughs> I, I like it. I get it. You're trying to pay homage to a previous Celtic dunk contest winner. You gotta execute. All the announcers and myself thought he sneezed. Yes. I thought he sneezed. He dabbed. I thought he sneezed in a dunk. He went Cam Newton 2015 dab. Uh, he went Luke Cornette two nights ago. Yeah. That, <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, fair enough. But I just, uh, I thought he sneezed. And I was like, wow, look at that. He sneezed and it still went in. He is that guy. And then I was told I was wrong. Yep. So that was my take. So if he would have sneezed the Duncan, I would have given that like a, a seven because he didn't and just didn't do it well. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give it like a six, maybe a five. Yeah. So I'm giving Jalen's second dunk a four. Wow. Um, you're a harsh critic. He didn't do shit. No, he, he jumped didn't. over someone sitting in a chair. He yeah. had the ball thrown to him yeah. by his teammate. Um, and he did a one handed dunk and then dabbed. Okay, like yeah. you're supposed to cover no, your, right. the whole point is you're supposed to dunk blindly. That was the whole, you cover your eyes and dunk Maybe it. his eyes were closed. They weren't. double checked it and they pointed out that his eyes weren't closed. I'm just always going to be a JB defender. I love JB. I love JT. I love the Celtics. But when it comes to a competition and you are not representing the team, you are representing yourself. Yeah. Show the fuck up or shut the fuck up. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a five. You've convinced me. But if it was a sneeze, it would have been a seven. Yeah, I mean, if you manage to dunk it while sneezing in midair, you should get a thousand points. Yeah, like, that's so cool. Someone do that next year. No one sneeze. You can't sneeze on command. Bring some pepper. Okay. Moving on. I have one more gimmick for you. No, we're Come, moving just on. Just one more. <laughs> Someone should wear the Dunk King's sweatsuit. For what? 
What is that? What effect does that give? Oh, because it'd be funny. You're wearing the Dunk Kings while dunking. But you're not going to get any extra points. No, it should be funny. Okay. Gimmick. Moving on. <laughs> McClung, uh, again, upstaging the competition with his second dunk. Uh, he runs from the three-point line, uh, goes, takes air, goes over his head with the pump, then clutches down to his waist, and then reverses it. So in the hang time, he goes up, down, turn around, slam, both with force, both with fluidity. Uh, the fact that he got the ball over his head and down to his crotch and then back in the hoop in one jump in like 0.5 seconds. There's a reason. Oh, Jalen got 47.6 on that dunk. There's a reason why <laughs> Matt McClung got 49.4 on this dunk. That's a damn near 50 dunk. I rated the other one a nine. I'm going to rate this one an eight. Like this was, oh. eight, no, I'm going to give this one an 8.5. Like this was a good dunk. Yeah. Yeah. I would have. Yeah. The other one was way cooler. So 8.5 seems about right. I just think he's a great dunker. That's all he is. That's all he needs to be. No, he wants to be an NBA or he can do it. We've literally seen that he can't. Um, when he's against Wemby, who he comes up to like maybe his chest. No, I more meant that he was a G leaguer last year. Yeah. Was called up to the 76ers, oh. sent back down to the G league. And now is on the G league team for a different team. Boy. No one, he can't ball. He can dunk. All right. We'll keep bringing him back for the dunk competition every year. It's all I care about. Boo. <laughs> Anyways, Jalen and McClung move on to the final round. Uh, two dunks each. We'll cover each of their dunks together and then just go over the final scores. Uh, Jalen's first dunk of the final round was a tribute to Terrence Clark, which is a beautiful hat tip uh, to a player that was close to Jalen and close to most of the Celtics players. Um, I believe was a draft pick by the Celtics and then passed on at the age of 20. Uh, very unfortunate, you know, situation and everything. So Jalen puts on the Terrence Clark uh, Brewster jersey. He's rocking number five. They have the, and this is where I'm okay with the LED floor doing a little bit of a gimmick. They had his memorial photo with, you know, born in, passed on in. Um, it tied the whole thing together. It yeah. wasn't like it was like a separate thing. And then the dunk, it was all cohesive. It was all one tribute to Terrence Clark. Yeah, agreed. Um, with that dunk, he missed the first attempt, but he did go 360 windmill with a one-hand finish. Super cool. Which was super cool. Um, very technical, very you know skilled, hard one-hand finish. Uh, giving him a four, 48.6 on that one. I'd say that's a 7 out of 10 dunk or maybe a 7.5 out of 10 dunk. I've seen him do it in a game. That's the only reason why I'm like knocking it back. If you can pull it off in a game, you shouldn't be doing it in a dunk competition because the dunk competition is for shit we've never seen. Yeah, that's fair. There's more There's more stakes in a game. I guess I hadn't realized he had done it in a game, so I'll bring it to a 7. I was originally at an 8, but if you're saying he does it in game, I'm not saying frequently. I've just seen him pull it off on like a yeah, breakaway. Yeah, yeah, I believe you. Um, Let's see. Then Jalen's second dunk might oh. have been the best dunk of his of the night. 
This was um, a tribute to the Celtics. This was no, this was a tribute <laughs> to all you fucking trolls. Let's not even this wasn't for the Celtics. This wasn't for uh the dunk contest. This wasn't for anything besides Jalen's fucking sanity and my fucking sanity. It was for him. It was just for him, and that's why I loved it. I would give this dunk an 8.5 out of 10 <laughs> because fuck the haters. Jalen puts on an MJ glove on his left hand, wearing sequins and sparkles. Um Jumps Donovan Mitchell and hits a windmill all with his left hand. Fuck yeah. Y'all said he can't finish with his left hand. He can't dribble with his left hand. He, okay, well, he's doing it in the dunk contest while jumping over Donovan Mitchell. Again, not a super tall guy. It doesn't really matter if it's Donovan Mitchell or any other shooting guard or point guard that's that height. The name doesn't matter. But the fact that he jumped over someone, windmilled, and scored, or, and dunked with just his left hand while wearing a glove giant middle finger to all the fucking haters out there 10 out of 10 not really we'll give it an 8 out of 10 uh very solid dunk it got him a 49.2 that was his magma i really like that dunk i thought it was a really good way to shut everyone up i also thought it was a little cute like shout out to marcus smart who always looks at his left hand that's for, yeah that, the the forever meme of the two of them looking at jalen's left hand yeah so i thought that also was a little a little shout out to Marcus. Yeah, that was the one gimmick that I completely fell head over heels for and dove into. That I was like, yep, fuck yeah, we're doing it. But I want to know, because in the in the crowd, someone else was wearing the other gloves. Yeah, it looked like his boy wearing a full like white fur coat was wearing the other, the right hand of the glove. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know if he had the gloves there only as the prop for Jalen, but he was wearing the gloves. Yeah, it his was a look. I, I won't go much into that, but I do wonder, did Jalen bring those gloves or did Jalen see those gloves and be like, I would like to wear that, please. Thank you. That would be better if it, I, I think it was pre-planned, but I w I'm going to go with the illusion that uh, it was spur of the moment. Yeah. He saw it and was like, mm -hmm. inspiration has hit. Yes. Um, <laughs> so then Mac McClung's last two dunks. Uh, the first one gimmicks uh he was going to jump over one guy then waves it off they call in a second guy they put the second guy on the first guy's shoulder and they he he jumps the two of them hits a windmill dunks it so it's the same thing as jalen's windmill dunk but he jumped over two people clears two people okay yeah he clears two people but the first guy's like in a squatted position the second guy's bent over and i don't know the heights of those two guys and i don't know the heights of those two guys combined so who knows how high he actually got uh, okay but like jumping people doesn't surprise me anymore that's fair but i, I, I like the showmanship of i'm gonna jump this one guy no 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 you've seen that before let me jump two bells guys. whistles smokes and mirrors it's all gimmicks i'm here for it um his second dunk. Would you rate that? Sorry, you oh. didn't get there. A four. No, like a seven, six point five seven. Oh, really? Yeah. Because of the windmill. Because of the windmill. Like if you can, like jumping someone, cool. But you got to do something after that. Like yeah, people yeah. have just jumped people and then dunked it. He jumped someone and pulled off a full windmill. So that, like, credit to you. Okay, I'm a, I'm gonna agree with with the seven. Um, and then his second dunk, the final dunk. Uh, spoiler alert, 50 out of 50. Uh, he put Shaq in his high school jersey, which everyone was ripping that the, sh the, the jersey wasn't going to fit Shaq. If they put the jersey on Shaq and it fit, it was just a 50 automatically. 
<laughs> um, so the difference between uh, Hakez and McClung in jumping over Shaq, one, McClung does not put a hand on Shaq. He just jumps him and clears him. This is where I'm more excited about someone jumping over Shaq or jumping over people. Mm. He's straight up jump Shaq. Jump Shaq. No clippage, no like shorts or like uh, groin, like scraping the top of Shaq's head. No, he cleared him. He had like an inch. Yeah, he had at least like an inch of clearance. Um, and not only that, but when he gets over Shaq, he waits till he travels to the other side of the rim and then reverses it. So he, he you know, held the ball hesitated slam um yeah that that 8.5 because i rated the one the the double tap one a nine i can't rate it like this is an 8.7 like it's not a nine but it's damn near close i also think i noticed that hami did i say that right hami hami um had had shack squatting more yeah, where that's McClung the other thing is, had him mm-hmm. standing pretty straight up with the ball on the back of his neck. Yeah. Like McClung had really all of Shaq's height. Yeah, no, McClung cleared it. Where where I think Hamey had him a little bit lower and still had to touch him. Um, McClung was a really exciting dunker last year. And I think a really exciting dunker this year and two-time champ. I can't wait to see him next year. God, I hope they don't bring him back. Why? He's doing the most innovative dunks. He's not. He let go of the ball. That was the only cool one. He cleared Jack. I mean, you think of a new dunk. You've shot down all of my dunk ideas. So the three-point competition... Uh, moving on to the next event of All-Star Weekend. The three-point competition uh, was a shootout between Malik Beasley, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, Lori Markinen, uh, Trey Young, Dame Lillard, Carl Anthony Towns, and Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, in the first round, uh, instant eliminations were Lori Markinen, Jalen Brunson, Mitchell, and Beasley. Uh, that is because Trey Young, Damian Lillard, Carl Anthony Towns, and Hallie all tied with 26 in the first round. So cool. Uh, because there's only three people in the final round, they had to go to a 30-second shootout. Um, so it's just as many as you could make in 30 seconds by going rack to rack. Uh, in the shootout, uh, you had Cat uh, with 16, Trey with 15, and Lillard with 16. Hallie was eliminated at 12. So then the final round uh, came down to Cat, Trey, and Damian Lillard. Cat uh, put up 22. Trey Young put up 24. And Lillard sealed the deal as your back-to-back three-point champion. And again, here's, here's the boring part of All-Star Weekend. We have back-to-back Mac McClung. We have back-to-back Dame Lillard. Yeah, but Snooze. No, because it was exciting because... Dame could like really only hit the far away ones. Everything else was too close. Well, that's true. Dame had a very hard struggle. One at the beginning of his racks, uh, then got to the starry money ball, which was like from Dame Lillard logo range uh, and hit those. No problem. And then heated up on his final rack. He did win the competition with mm-hmm. his final shot. Yeah. He did beat Trey young with the final shot and walk off with it. Um, but 
26 is a very important number from the three-point competition. Oh, yeah. Trey Young, 26. Dame Lillard, 26. Cat, 26. Hallie, 26. In the final round, Lillard wins with 26. The reason that I keep bringing up 26 is because after the three-point competition, they had the Steph versus Sabrina three-point competition. Uh, Sabrina opted to shoot from the men's NBA three-point line and put up 26 points herself, tying Trey Young, Damian Lillard, Carl Anthony Towns, Tyrese Halliburton, and Damian Lillard again, um, giving Steph the opportunity to go second. Uh, Steph, a little bit of a rocky start, but finished on fire, hitting his whole final rack, basically, uh, and winning with 29 points. So in the competition... I think she only lost by two shots. Mm-hmm. I think there was one normal one and then one money ball yeah. uh, was the difference. Um, but shout out to Sabrina uh, Ionescu of the New York Liberty. Like she put up the same points as NBAers from the same range as NBAers in their competition. So then next year, let's just put her in the three point contest. Let's not make it a her versus Steph. Let's like just let's bring WNBA stars into the three-point contest. People would revolt. People would ride in the streets. <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> well, no. So the whole ride in the streets thing, like this is where Kenny got in hot water. Oh, Kenny. this is where Kenny Smith kind of, you know, sounded like a fucking dickhead. He lost me a little bit there. Um, And he started saying like, Oh, if she wanted to beat Steph, she should have shot from the WNBA line. And like, well, Yes. That could have helped her seal the deal. The whole point was that she was trying to prove and trying to, you know, stand up for women and saying, like, I'm just as good. Like, I can compete with these boys. Like, fuck you. I don't need to go from, quote unquote, the woman's line. I mean, yes, she shot with the WNBA ball, but that's also a hand size thing. Yeah, why does that matter? No, it it doesn't. Kenny made it a big point. Kenny did. Kenny was like, she shot with the women's ball and she didn't shoot from the women's line. And, you know blah, blah, blah. And it just was a little bit of egg on his fucking face. Yeah. I mean, women's hands are smaller, period. End of the sentence. Like she needs to use a woman's ball. That's also what she uses day in and day out and have her use a ball that she doesn't use. The whole reason that she was in this competition with Steph is because she set the record in the WNBA all-star but also the record for most shots made in a three-point competition between both leagues. Yeah, she And that opened correct. up the door for this conversation, for this challenge, for this to happen, you know, best shooter versus best shooter. Why we're not going to give her the men's ball because she's been using a women's ball f- since she was probably 12. Yeah. Um and hats off to her from hitting it from the men's range because in the the that's like the WNBA equivalent of like Steph Curry range. Yeah. That's like the WNBA equivalent of like what Dame does, what right. Steph does. Like they're hitting logo shots. Um, she tied Dame, our back-to-back winner. Yeah, she tied Damian Lillard. She tied Trey Young. She tried Towns. She tied Halliburton. She outshot Lori Markin. She <laughs> outshot Jalen Brunson. She outshot Donovan Mitchell. She outshot Malik Beasley. Yeah. Like Sabrina, out of all the competition of – this weekend really i think even though she lost to steph really showed up and showed out like to put up the same amount of points as the winner of the male competition 
hats off to her. She was really electric to watch. Yeah, and I mean, and like, so was Steph. I hate saying I it. I know. I hate I saying know. it, but like, at he the was end, so full of himself. The little oh. skip, the little dance. Like, I mean, I think that it was all fun and games. I think they are, yeah. you know, good. I think they like it. Didn't matter who won; they were going to be cool no matter what. Um, but it was cool to kind of see like Steph be like, mm, "Let's see what you can do." Oh shit. You got chops. All right, I got to do this. Do you think? <laughs> like, he was like, all right, time for business. Do you think if Steph would have gone first, he wouldn't have had that additional pressure of, I, I have see, to that, be 26? That was, the conver- that was the conversation they had leading up to this challenge is who's going second. Because yeah. if you go second, you know the score to beat. Right. You know what you have to do. It's like that little bit of, because they're such competitive people. It's right. Competitive it's that little edge. bit of incentive. It's a little bit of fire under your ass to yeah. be like, mm, I... I just need one or two more buckets and I win. Yeah, let me let me move a little faster. Um, either way, super cool. No, very cool. I I appreciate you know the uh, NBA WNBA crossover. I think it's good for both sports. Um, I appreciate Sabrina. You know, fucking holding her own. Mm. Really, I mean, like, can't stress it enough. Tied the the what gave Dame the back to back championship. Yeah. So Kenny. Kiss an ass. Yeah, look at yourself a little bit. (laughs) All right. And then the the final piece of the All-Star Weekend, of course, the All-Star Game. Uh, Moved back to an East versus West setup this year. No captains. I mean, they're okay, so that's the annoying part. There were captains. It was LeBron versus Giannis, um, but they didn't pick their teams. It was just based off of wherever your team is. That's what team you're representing. That was so dumb. Uh, I like it. I don't really like, I like seeing East versus West. I like seeing what, what team is better. I guess like what it, conference is better. Yeah. It does show like which conference has the better all-stars, but I just, I like the drafting part of it. I like seeing who's last to be picked. Last year, the last pick was Joker. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, okay. When we talk about what Joker did this year, that'll make sense. Well, yeah, because he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> no, to be fair, I wouldn't pick Joker in my competition on my team either. He, I want he him, gives zero shits. I want him to horsey skip down the yeah. court. Like oh yeah, like ride a pony. Yeah. I think that'd like be a fake pony. Hilarious. Or a real pony. Imagine someone gives him like a horse stick <laughs> oh, on like the sidelines. Yeah, oh my god. How do I go next year? All right, highlights from the All-Star <laughs> game. Uh, Tatum hit the first points of the game, hit a three-pointer in the corner. Um, Halliburton was on a heater in the first uh, quarter. He hit a logo shot. He was hitting threes everywhere. Uh, there was a Bam to Giannis, sick alley-oop. Uh, great time from Bam, honestly. Like, I don't like giving the Heat players their you know flowers. I don't like gassing them up at all, but great time from a center. Mm-hmm. Um, half court slam a jamma for Giannis. Uh, LeBron went father time on everybody. <laughs> um, from the foul line, does his trademark tomahawk dunk. And uh, after the game, they had the clip of or like the picture of LeBron doing it in 20, uh, 2004 All Star game and then him doing it in 2024. Oh, did they? I missed in that. There. The identical dunk. Really? It is just 20 years later. I am still doing the same shit. I am still just as fucking electric. Oh, I'll have to have Larry pull that up for me later. Yeah, no, that was that was hype to see LeBron turn back the clock. Um, Dame hit the logo or hit the 
three pointers from the logo, what two times? Uh, Donovan Mitchell from the logo hits a floater, which was insane. Yeah. Uh, to to hit a to, to hit a shot from the logo, one is you know Steph Curry Dame range, but to hit a floater from the logo is something completely different. Um, Derek White could have done it. Maybe. I mean, Derek White's got a sick floater. <laughs> Derek White should have been in the all-star competition, but I digress. Um, LeBron with a give and go, uh, chucks it down to Paul George down at the three point line. Paul George sits, sits, sits. You think he's going to pull up and take a three. He doesn't. He bounce passes it. Bounce oop to King James LA to LA connection. Uh, let's see. Trey. Ice tray goes between Katie's legs with the dribble. That was awesome. And then does a quick layup. Very cool to see Trey crossing up one of, you know, the greats. Um, Luca tried to self-oop it. <laughs> uh, goes off the backboard and then gets stuffed by the rim. Shout out Luca. <laughs> Luca and Joker are there for they the don't good care. time. Yeah. yeah they're, there. they're actually only there to hang out with each other. Oh, yeah. Well, they were talking Serbian I, on the bench. I know. They were just talking to each other the whole time. When Luca was mic'd up, all they kept doing was asking him about Joker. Yeah. And it was the, it's a beautiful bromance. Yeah. No, they're like, do you care? No. no. <laughs> That's why it's good that they were on the same team. Uh, Dame hit a half-court shot in the first half. And then again in the second half. The second one was disrespectful. The yeah. second one, he walked up. No out of care in the world. No one covering him. Taking his fucking time, stops at the, three, uh, the half court line, pulls up shot. Like that was like watching someone just take like a normal three point shot. It was insane to see him just hit it from half court with no effort. Um, Luca hit a logo uh, three pointer. JB hit a logo three pointer. Uh, there was a six tap, no dribble <laughs> uh, passing play. Uh, between Luca and Joker, they Luca gets the inbound, tip passes it to Joker, tip pass to Luca, tip pass to Joker, tip pass to Luca, tip pass to Joker. Joker then backwards tip passes without looking to an SGA dunk. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was actually maybe the greatest play. It might have been the greatest play of the game. Uh, because that is bromance at its finest. That was just, yeah, straight chemistry, straight, like, we're just tip-tap, tip-tap, I've tip, never tap. seen something like that. I thought it was maybe considered traveling. No. But it wasn't because... Because they never took more than two steps. And, they just kept moving. And they didn't hold it. Isn't it like traveling, you have to have both hands on the ball? No, they just never had possession. Fair enough. They yeah. never had clear possession of the ball. They were just tapping it while it was in the air. It was sensational. Um, I loved that. Um, and then the final note we have here is Joker in the closing seconds of the All-Star game. Probably like 10 seconds left. Joker's dribbling it at the three-point line. Absolutely nobody's playing defense. It is the final shot of uh, the All-Star game. Joker does some weird-ass dribble, fancy foot move. <laughs> Um, a lot of foot movement, not so much crazy dribbling though. No, just a lot of like Fred Flintstone running in place. Yeah, that's actually the perfect way to describe just it. Just like yabba dabba do going towards the rim. Yeah, uh, goes up for a reverse dunk. I think, mm. uh, nowhere near finishing it. Mm. Bounces off the rim. Game ends. Misses. I I did not. I also have to give the flowers where they're due. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. 
hitting his normal three-point shots, hitting his normal logo shots, but going bananas mm-hmm. with the in-game dunks. Mm-hmm. I have never seen Carl Anthony Towns go so hard at the rim. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful to see that he does have some center game in him, some old-school center game. He was hitting reversals. He was hitting uh, 360s. Like He was just going like, I am taking over this game. I think that Cat should have been the All-Star MVP. I know that he was on the losing team, but he's the only player to even touch near 50. Yeah. Uh, but Damian Lillard receives the Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP award uh, because Team East wins. They were the first team ever in an All-Star game to crack 200 points. Uh, I believe they finished the game with like, what, 210? Like 210 to 186 or something like that. Um, 211 to 186. Wow. I thought Kat was electric. Like, I didn't know he had that in him. I don't obviously watch a lot of Minnesota games. We only play them twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually we have, you know, Al on him. We have some good defense on him. So right. he doesn't have that freedom of the court. Right. And I think that's a big reason of why I love the all-star game is no one's playing defense. That's one of the main reasons you're, why I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> As someone who obviously loves blocks, I love blocks, but I love getting to see players just move and be free on the court and like how fucking talented they actually are and you mm-hmm. and you saw that i mean you would never get yeah, no t- they showcase that you would sure. never get a tippy tappy play from no, joker would, and luca no, in be, a regular game no once you started that tippy tappy action someone would try and jump between you and steal the ball absolutely like you don't get to see shit like that i would have never known that something like that is plausible right and and it just brings a lot of excitement to the game yeah, I mean, all in all, a good All-Star weekend. I think it was a good product this year. I think that, you know, they are moving towards a more tolerable, more fun uh, All-Star weekend. I think they're trying to get the players more involved, more interested in it. They're trying to get the fans. I mean, the, the viewing numbers were up this year. Uh, so Adam Silver has an idea as to what he's doing. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the in-season tournament. I'm here for the gimmicks. Um yeah, I loved it. Um, but with that being said, we can tie a bow on All-Star Weekend and go into your normal cross-court coverage coverage of the NBA. <laughs> um, first up, injuries as always. Uh, Jimmy is currently on the leave of absence due to a death in his family. Uh, thoughts and prayers to Jimmy. I hope everything's okay. Um, I hate the heat. I don't hate Jimmy. I really like it's just like one of those things where like is he a dickhead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he a good player and always like gives his all against our team? Yeah. But there's something about his way and his approach to the game that I just can't fault him for. Like they were talking about, "Oh Jimmy, you've missed so many games this year, you're not going to qualify for MVP." And he was literally like, "I do not give a shit about <laughs> getting MVP or a personal award." I want to hang a banner. I want the championship. Hell yeah. And I'm like, that's what it's about. Like, do I agree with load management? Do I agree with sitting out games? No. But if that's your, you know, if you're, if the penalty for it is not winning personal awards and you say fuck personal awards, I, I got to give you credit. Yeah. I, I got it. Like you, you know, what's the, the, the consequence and you're like, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. I, I happen to agree. I know you've talked about this at length, so I won't go 
too deep into it, but I think there's a difference between a young player like Halliburton who's been injured and having to be out and yeah. who wants that accolade and someone like Jimmy who has been load management out and doesn't give a fuck. Like right. that absence for Halliburton means more because he probably does want that, right. but he's been hurt. Right. Um. So I think there's a big difference between those two, but agreed thoughts and prayers to Jimmy. I hope everything's okay. Uh, the next, uh, you know, injury time off Josh Richardson of the heat has dislocated his right shoulder. Uh, he'll be reevaluated, reevaluated in a few weeks. Um, you know, the heat have been making moves, so I don't know that Josh Richardson's absence is going to necessarily affect them, but, uh, never good for, you know, losing a rotational piece, uh, dislocated shoulder sounds like it sucks yeah i didn't uh, even know who he was uh he was on the celtics for a little bit spurs as well what year he's been around before you watch probably oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> actually no it was uh, he got traded uh that same year he was on the shit ass ema team and then was traded and then the celtics went on that run and then ended up going to the finals got it uh he was part of getting Derek white oh well then thank you for your service <laughs> <laughs> um Dyson Daniels of the New Orleans Pelicans uh, was out with a meniscus tear. We do not know when he's coming back. Uh, he was supposed to be in the Rising Stars Challenge. Uh, could not go to All-Star Weekend. Uh, you know, sucks. But again, New Orleans is also kind of in this position where they aren't going to struggle. Or, you know, I feel like they won't be too hurt by miss. I mean, he's hot. He's an electric young player. Um, but I think they have a solid enough lineup around Zion and everyone else that while his loss will be missed, uh, I think they will be able to manage the injury quite fine. Yeah, he was another player. I didn't know his name. I don't know a lot of the Pelicans, but I do know their core four, three. Mm. Who are they? <laughs> Zion, Brandon Ingram, that guy yep. oh there are a lot of that guys on every team <laughs> oh all right yeah so he wasn't one i knew that's <laughs> <laughs> what i'm gonna go with isn't there a guy that used to be on the timberwolves on the pelicans yeah mm. he's like a good player are you thinking of cj mccollum i am thinking of cj mccollum he was a trailblazer with dame he, he was, was dame's yeah right yeah, man. yeah 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 and okay. he was the first one to leave the trailblazers and be like look i can't win a ring here i gotta go that right okay i always forget his name but i always have a lot of respect for him so maybe I mean, I, he's a baller yeah he's got a lot of talent he's paid his dues in this league and he is really trying to bring the zion and rest of his crew to the playoffs to the championship yes and then my other flavor favorite player on the pelicans who is not a starter is jose alvarado love him to the day i die. grand theft alvarado i think he's so great i mean he smells like a future celtic if i had to say anything about a oh pelican my player god. oh my god please don't even get me excited for that um the bulls patrick williams uh is having season ending foot surgery the bulls cannot get out of their own way I know that injuries happen and there's, you know, uh, nothing you can really do to stop it, plan for it, anything like that. But this is what their second or third season ending season ending injury of the year. Um, pack it up and go home. Like <laughs> it's over. <laughs> they, they, they actually can't. <laughs> they are required to play. I know. But like 
it's just DeRozan and Caruso at this point. Who's got it worse? The Bulls or the Pistons? The Bulls. Really? The Bulls have it worse. The Bulls are a good team, a solid team, a well-rounded roster who got shot in the face with the injury bug. Mm. The Pistons can't get the fuck out of their own way. Okay. That is a more like either Monty needs to figure it out. The GMs need to figure it out. The players need to figure it out. They have a team that is healthy and fine. They just can't win. Okay. It is. It sucks more to lose your core. Like they lost Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, Patrick Williams to season ending injuries. And they've been bit by the injury bug with everyone else on the roster all season long. Yeah. Okay. You're that's all very true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's it for injuries. As for news, I know we've been away for what, two weeks now. So a little bit to catch up on Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, who was traded from the nets to the Raptors was bought out. The Raptors are buying out his $20 million contract. Uh, which is a steep bill to pay for whatever picks and other crap they got in that trade. Um, With him being bought out, he was now recently signed by the Lakers, uh, giving a backup point guard role to D'Lo on a 1.5 veteran minimum. I think it's a good pickup for the Lakers. I think it's solid. You know, they get someone who was quote unquote starting for Dallas and the Nets uh, before his time now with the Lakers. I think that coming off the bench, he could be a sixth man or seventh man, uh, a great depth piece, smart move by the Lakers who are a play in team at best and trying to climb the ranks. Uh, so they needed someone, something to, you know, move the needle. I think it's shifty that people can trade buy out and then be put on a different team all after the trade deadline. Why? Because I feel that your roster should be set after the trade deadline. Like who's on your team is who's on your team. But I do understand paying out your contract and like the free agency. Yeah, like the Raptors have his $20 million on their books. It counts against their salary I do. I do understand that. I just, in my brain, like after the trade deadline, that's your team for the rest of the year. But anyone could have signed Dinwiddie. Correct. Anyone could have been the people that that got him after the rap. I'm not saying that it was a Lakers-specific shiftiness. I'm saying it's a shiftiness within the NBA. I think after the trade deadline, that's your team. Ride home with it. I agree to disagree. That's totally fine. I think that if some teams have the cap space and don't really care about their record and don't really – they're clearly rebuilding. The Raptors are rebuilding. The Hornets are rebuilding. Um shit teams stay shit teams yeah um but you know they got draft picks and everything that's you you kind of account for that in the trade where you're like i'm getting this many picks and this guy who has a giant salary but i'm taking on that giant salary to give you this availability Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to not have that salary on your team Mm -hmm. what i do with his salary is up to me right if i want to you know write it off and just say it's on my books but he can play for whoever the hell he wants like that's their business decision. They have $20 million that they owe to some guy that's never played for them. That's wild. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's just what it is. It's, okay. Yeah, I guess I just, I just feel like trade, like trade deadline. That is your team. You ride home with them. But free agency is open all year. I know. So that means anyone can are, be picked up right now. I, that's wild. Like 
then what's the point of a trade deadline? Because when you're when you're on a team and you have a, an obligated contract to that team, you can't play for anyone else. If you're a free agent, you can play for whatever team you want. To be traded is to kind of get out of whatever situation you are in um, and get a new opportunity. That is still happening in a buyout situation. They okay. are being traded to a new team. Whether they're bought out or not, they're on a new team. If they get bought out, they end up getting picked up by someone new. There's very few yeah. and far between times where a buyout candidate will be bought out, uh, go to free agency, and then just sit there in the free agent pool. That'd be crazy. It is almost always that someone else will pick them up. Okay. I guess I'll just have to play more uh, 2K MGM mode. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the one thing. They don't really have a buyout market in the I didn't UK. think they did. Yeah. Because no. as you were describing this, I was like, Larry and I have never had this situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. 2K has – it's very in-depth GM mode, but that is one shortcoming, I guess. I will no say buyout for, market. for those of you who are listening and newer to the NBA like myself, 2K GM mode helps you understand the game so well and names and names holy cow except you do get heartbroken over fake people well yeah they come up with fake names in the draft and stuff like that broke my heart <laughs> um speaking of broken hearts <laughs> oh yeah good pj segue. tucker and bones highland uh we're basically told to go the fuck home <laughs> um ty Lue, uh has no use for them on the roster he's trying to figure it out um they're back-end players. Not that they're not talented. I guess P.J. Tucker at, what, 37 now is, you know, at the tail end of his career and still wants to play and still wants to produce. And he's upset and, you know, requested a trade because he's not being used on the Clippers. Uh, traded line passed. He was not traded. So Ty Lue was like, hey, bud, we're not playing you before the All-Star break. Go home. Think <laughs> on it. Same thing kind of for Bones. He didn't necessarily ask for a trade. He might have done it behind closed doors. Um, but not getting the minutes that he wants. Uh, he was traded from the Nuggets. He was kind of like a piece there. Doesn't seem to be a piece in LA. They they don't have any use for these two guys, so they sent him home. Uh, it's a weird situation for sure. Yeah, I love that the the tweet said to get themselves in the right mindset. Yeah, basically it's they like sulking. Sit down and shut up. Yeah, <laughs> it's sulking. like go home. Uh, think about that you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. Oh, the true um, cross court coverage. Yeah. Like <laughs> but you wanted bones. I, yeah, I like bones Island. I think yeah. there is a, it's a little different in uh, it, it's, it's interesting that they're both on the same team and both not being used because PJ Tucker is aging out of the NBA. Mm. Uh, bones is very young and has a lot of talent that I feel is untapped a lot of potential that hasn't been executed on yet. Uh, doesn't fit in the Clippers lineup. You know, it, it's the old man's game. They have Russ, they have James Harden, they have Paul George, they have uh, Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. Those guys are going to eat up all your minutes. Yeah. And like, if they're doing well, why are you going to call on Bones Island to come off the bench? Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those, it's a, it's a creature of situation for both guys, um, but a little bit of a, a dichotomy in the trajectory of their careers really great vocabulary there thanks <laughs> um but there's more to pj 
he's a shoe collector? No, he got fined. Oh, yes. PJ Tucker. <laughs> PJ Tucker did catch a $75,000 fine for his public trade request. Um, while I understand because they don't want players in the NBA to make a fuss and make a big public stink about wanting to be off their team. This is another Adam Silver situation where certain players seem to be uh, favored and certain <laughs> players don't. Uh, as we know in the offseason, Damian Lillard and James Harden made giant ass stinks about being traded. Oh, I forgot about James giant, Harden. <laughs> giant ass stinks about being traded. I don't remember if Harden was fine. He might have been, but I know that Dame wasn't. James Harden had to have been fine considering he was like yelling profanities in front of children. Well, he said Daryl Morey is a liar. Yeah, in front of children. Daryl Morey is a liar. That have no stakes in the game. But Daryl Morey is a liar. They're going to go home to their parents being like, you know what I learned today, mom? Daryl Morey's a fucking liar. <laughs> so, so yeah, playing favorites. Yeah, no, as always. I mean, Adam Silver is going to protect his superstars. And uh, whatever. You mean to tell me that PJ Tucker is not a superstar? In his brain, he is. <laughs> in PJ Tucker land, he is. <laughs> and in no other situation in this world is he. That's amazing. Uh, speaking of amazing. I knew it. <laughs> Pistons, Isaiah Stewart and Sons Drew Ebanks got in a little bit of a scuffle. Got a little bit of a pregame argument, apparently in the tunnel. Uh at the Phoenix arena that resulted in Isaiah Stewart snuffing Drew Ebanks in the face. Uh, seems like the Suns centers cannot catch a break with getting punched in the mouth. Uh, oh first my it was Nurtich, Now it's Eubanks. Uh, I did not put that together. Isaiah Stewart is now facing a three game suspension. Uh, there was originally criminal charges pressed against him, but they have been dropped. Uh, I, I don't know what was said. I don't know what argument was had. I think it was just heat of the game nonsense. Isaiah Stewart is a hothead. I don't know how much Drew Ebanks, Eubanks, Drew uh, incited fight, incited the punch. Mm. I, I don't know what came down to what happened. Uh, there's brawls and then there's pregame brawls. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really hope that Draymond slid into Stewart's DMs and was like, hey, 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 hey. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How, however, wait for the game to start. You'll get away with it better. Let me teach you yeah. my ways. I mean, but no, because Draymond got 16 games because he did it during the game. Um, Isaiah's after only getting three games. After he's choked out someone, stepped on someone, punched people, like, it took a while for him to get 16 games. Yeah. So I think... Unfortunately, Stewart, if you're going to be punching people, take some tips. Do it during the I, game. I do think that Isaiah Stewart has the tra trajectory and kind of the mindset and kind of like this like grit. instigator grit in him that he could be the next Draymond. Kill me. Um, there will always be one of those guys. I know. Draymond is suckling at the teat of what Dennis Rodman was. I didn't like that. Well, that's that's that is what it is. He like you know isn't a scorer but he can get rebounds and assists and blocks and steals not so much anymore in the year of 2024 uh more so back in the prime of their dynasty but yeah you know he was trying to be a dennis rodman light now that the game has kind of slipped away from him he's just going to be dennis rodman personality wise <laughs> <laughs> so Stuart, minus the fashion 
piercings, dyed hair, no. and, and and parties. No, Shoshan has that. No, Shoshan has the hair, yes. Yeah, I love that. Um, so Stuart needs to just take some pointers and also go watch anger management for three days. Correct. Um, let's see. Danio Galignani, who's part of the buyout market. Uh, shout out to Danio, the Italian stallion, going to yet another team, adding more teams to his, uh, you know, repertoire resume. Uh, there was a very funny post where Danio said, back at it again. And oh. it was him holding his Bucks uni because after being bought out, he signed with the Bucks. Uh, and it had a picture of him from every team that he was on. The picture that he had for the Celtics was just him holding up the Celtics uniform. Oh. It's the same picture he had for the Bucks. That's so sad. Because he never fucking played for us. Did he? Oh, 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 got it. It was him signing with the Bucks. Yes, he was oh, bought out by sure. the Wizards, uh, signed with the Bucks. Wow. Or bought out with, he was bought out. I don't. Doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Danilo Gallagnani's not changing anything for anyone. The shiftiness continues. Um, another big storyline. Brooklyn has fired Jacques Vaughn. Uh, they will be replacing him with interim coach Kevin Ollie. Uh, Kevin Ollie was on the uh, coaching staff for Jacques Vaughn. Uh, will now be stepping up as the head coach of the Nets. I, I don't know why they did this. I, they're not a good team. Uh, they they it was like right after they lost back to back to the Celtics that they decided, <laughs> hey, we're gonna fire this guy. Fair enough, but fun fact. Kevin Ollie was the head coach of the winning UConn NCAA 2020, no, 2014 tournament. Yippee! Yeah, go Huskies. <laughs> <laughs> Anything um, to support UConn. Fair enough. I mean, it's more of just a head scratcher. In the last two years, the Nets kind of blew up their whole team, traded all their assets are stuck with Ben Simmons, have fired their head coach. It is a dumpster fire. Maybe him and Ben Simmons are like good butts. Who, Kevin Ollie? Yeah. No. No? I don't think so. I would this maybe... is just a Band-Aid. I think that next year they're going to be looking at either Adrian Griffin or oh. uh, maybe Coach Bud, oh. uh, which is interesting that they're both former coaches for the Bucks. Yeah. Um, but they need to look at a free agent coach. They I don't. I don't necessarily think that Kevin Ollie will be their answer. Well, Griffin was doing excellent. Yeah, and then he got fired to yeah. bring in Doc Rivers for absolutely no fucking reason. And Doc is what three and seven in oh. the last ten games. Oh, I had a funny joke for the All Star that I'm going to throw out now. Okay. <laughs> okay. It only took Doc Rivers a team of All Stars to, to win, win again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say that at the end, and I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's no fair enough. I mean. <laughs> He has not been winning uh, since he joined the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, did you see his recent statement that basically he had no idea why the Bucks were doing what they did? Yeah. He was like, oh yeah, management called me and was like, we're firing Adrian Griffin and we want to hire you. And he's like, why are you doing that? And they said, well, we already did it. <laughs> so I like, I don't really know what Doc's point of bringing up that. It's more of just loose lips, uh, you know, why are you talking about the conversation you had with the ownership? But Maybe it's so Doc, like, so people know that Doc didn't tank it, that Doc wasn't like, hire me. I, I could be better. Yeah, but that doesn't Whispers in the sweet it, whispers. It didn't matter. They shouldn't have fired Adrian No, Griffin. they shouldn't have. And what's They Doc were number two in the East. Now they're like, what, three or four? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they, 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 I, they, I don't know. They, they also shouldn't have let Drew go, but like clearly they don't make good decisions. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they shouldn't have let Coach Bud go. No, they so fired like, Coach Bud because they lost a, the playoff series against the AC Heat, but Bud had a death in his family and, you know, his mind was obviously elsewhere. Yeah. And they're like, well, on top of losing a family member, you don't have a job. Holy cow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Milwaukee fucking sucks. Wow. Yeah. They're Aren't assholes. like they supposed to be nice in the Midwest. No, nah, it's a lie. Mm. That's why Giannis is fake. Nice. It's all part of the lie. Dude. Giannis should not have gotten any credit for the all-star win. You did not pick that team. He was the champion. It was his, it was, it was his team. He captained. I will die on this hill. You did nothing. Yeah. You didn't pick the teams. It's bullshit. I mean, he played a lot because, uh, what's his name? Doc played Damon Giannis more than any other people on the team. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I know them. Yeah, that was it. He was like, oh, well, I can't make them win in regular season games, so let's make them win in the All-Star game. We digress. So I'm always always going back to the All-Star weekend. (laughs) Uh, Minnesota Mike. Mike Conley. Oh, Uh, yeah, speaking of Minnesota. Yeah. No, nope. speaking of Minnesota, I thought we were talking about Minnesota. We, we were talking weren't. about Milwaukee. It's yep. MM. Sure. Uh, Minnesota Mike Mike Conley has gotten a two year extension for twenty two million. Um, good move by the Wolves. Uh, Mike Conley is a seasoned veteran of the league. Has always been a great floor general. Has always had uh, solid defense and solid offense. Uh, really, just like a cornerstone piece. They've had some question marks around. Uh, point guard for the past few years uh so to really solidify that position and kind of show that for at least the next two years they're going to be rolling forward with what they have uh you know i like it i like the move i think it's a solid uh extension happen to agree they're the one seed in the west if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah exactly yeah exactly that keep your roster and keep everyone happy hell yeah um a questioning move about not keeping your roster. Uh, OKC decided to waive Alexei Pokashevsky. Uh, he was the 17th overall pick in the 2020 draft. Um, solid player. Uh, bench position. Uh, rotational piece. Back up to Chet. Back up to Jalen Williams. Back up to Jalen Williams. Those are two different people. Um, oh. Yeah, they have two Jalen Williamses on their team. One with an I, one with an E. Okay. Um, no comment. Yeah. Uh, no, they cut. They cut him. They waived him. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, it would be a good get for a lot of teams. It'll be interesting to see who kind of comes out in that lottery um, of getting Pokashevsky. Do you think he would add anything to our team? Would he be a good get for us? Yes and no. Uh, with what's been going on recently, with the acquisition of Tillman, uh, with the you know recent uh, success of Luke Cornett, with uh, Kata being a solid backup piece, like I, KP's there, Al's there. We don't really need another okay. big man. Fair enough. Uh, he would be a good get, but I don't really see who we're cutting or moving to pick him up. Understood. Um, Kyle Lowry, another buyout. Uh, Kyle Lowry was traded to the Hornets for Terry Rozier. Uh, the Hornets then went and bought out his twenty nine point seven million dollar contract. And he has now signed with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I don't know how losing Joel Embiid and replacing him with, I know they're not the same position, but basically their band aid for the time being was let's go get Kyle Lowry. Yeah. 
Didn't Pat Bev have a lot to say about this? Well, so Pat Bev was traded at the deadline as well. Yeah. Um, Pat Bev was traded to the Bucks. Uh, Pat Bev in being traded to the Bucks day one was like, the culture here is different. <laughs> uh, everyone is focused on winning the championship and not focused on individual goals. Mm. And to that, I say, you are full of shit, Mr. Patrick Beverly. Huh. You have Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Doc Rivers on your team. That is nothing but personal agendas. <laughs> I don't know what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> Who's making you lie? Yeah, I, He is lies on his own. No, is he lies Giannis? on his own. I thought he had stuff to say about Kyle Lowry. He did. So... Uh, because the Sixers basically replaced yeah. the hole that was left in Patrick Beverly being traded, uh, he said, oh, Kyle Lowry's the new guy at the 76ers. When we match up against them, I'll be all over that ass. Which, one, not hard to do. That ass takes up the whole court. Hell yeah, it does. Um, and two, Pepev, you're washed. You're at the <laughs> tail end of your career. Damn. So is Kyle Lowry. But, like, what are we fucking talking? That's like... Two old guys fighting at the shuffleboard table. I can't wait to see it. It's whatever. Listen, old guy on old guy is battle of the bands. Like you'll really see who who's the better one. It's not like a young talent and old talent where it's like but nobody clearly cares. outmatched. Only only Pat Bev cares. Well, now I I don't care. think Kyle Lowry gives a shit. I think he literally turned deaf ear to it. I think he just took the compliment on his ass and kept walking. Fair enough. Um, let's see. Uh, another not another trade deadline news piece. Uh, there was rumor mm. that LeBron could have gone to Golden State. Could you imagine? No, that's like too many cooks. Well, the thing is, is LeBron's on like what a forty-five million dollar contract. So who are they giving up? Are they moving Clay? Are they moving Wiggins? Are they move like they have to move a lot to get LeBron? Well, Clay was in so many trade talks. Yeah, but Clay for whatever reason, now that he's coming off the bench, thinks that he's been born again and deserves to be a starter. Um, no. In true it, it Karen just, fashion. It just proves that you deserve to come off the bench because you weren't producing when you were a starter, but now you're producing off the bench. Which I don't know how Clay, right Clay doesn't understand that. There's a little bit of disconnect <laughs> there. Um, he thinks that now he's having success off the bench, that he should be starting again. And I'm just like, this is a circular argument that you're having with yourself. Mm-hmm. LeBron and Steph, would it be electric? Yeah. Uh, Do I think that it really would have worked out? No. I don't know how electric it would be. It would have been electric for like selling jerseys, tickets, promos. Oh, yeah. It would be electric for the NBA. Oh, I marketing. If, if they were on the same team, like living in Connecticut, we have so many teams that are close to us. The first Golden State game against any of the local teams, yeah. I would have gone to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what it that that's what it would have been. I don't know that it would have turned into success on the court, but it would have been a cash grab. Yeah, for you know at least selling tickets. Yeah, um, but it doesn't matter. It was a rumor. Who knows? Well, he's on one year contracts, so maybe next year. No, unless they draft Bronny, and I don't even think Bronny's coming into the league next year. Yeah. Um, let's see. Speaking of the Warriors, uh, Steve Kerr. Got a two-year extension. Uh, he will be the coach of the Warriors for the foreseeable future. Um, oddly enough, his two-year extension does align with the two years that Steph has on his contract. S smells fishy. 
I mean, it, it just seems very much like if Steph's going to retire in two years, mm. then Steve Kerr might retire in two years. Mm. I, I don't know. Or they both get to, at the same time, kind of decide together, are we going for X amount of years more or are we done? Yeah. I think that's really what it is. Yeah, it just keeps their conversation open with each other. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I mean, they're very much a... Uh, duo of coach and player. They've had extended amount of success together. Um, it would make sense for them to ride out in the sunlight either together or yeah, continue together. Yeah, because Golden State will move on from other pieces. They're, They're not, not moving, moving on, on from Steph. No. Steph will will Steph be will retired be a forever. Warrior. There's no doubt 100%. in my mind that I. Uh, there's just no they way will that never, they ever trade him. They'll never move in. No. Um, especially since he was, you know, homegrown, drafted by them, uh, drafted from a no-name school, became the all-time shooter. Changed the game. Won the cha- – yeah, changed the game, won all those championships. He's not going anywhere. No, they'll retire his number. He'll end there. Yeah. Um, ba, ba, ba. I think – No, we have some sad news. What sad news? Miles Bridges. Oh. Sorry, well, not even sad news, more like piece of shit news. Fair enough. Um, Miles Bridges uh, has been found not guilty or no contest or whatever. The charges have been waived um, on his DV, child abuse, damage to property charges. Some people are going to look at this and be like, look, he's innocent. Some people are going to look at this and be like, oh, he didn't do it. Uh, No, this is just another shortcoming of the judicial system. Yeah. Um, Miles Bridges is a piece of shit. He is a bad dude. He should not be in the league. The fact that these cases were all dropped, that's probably some technicality or some bullshit on evidence or whatever. That does not mean that he did not do this. Yeah. And look, this is the second time that he's been going to court for such offenses fool me once shame on me fool me twice shame on you yeah or whatever the fucking saying is i never know what it is either but fool me can't get fooled again (laughs) (laughs) i it was because of lack of evidence yeah um which is absolute bullshit because just like look at her right look at (laughs) look at the bruises that are and jalen uh called that out yeah big big hats off to jalen brown uh when this news broke jalen brown actually liked a tweet uh, and because you can see likes, obviously they're they're uh, public to everyone. He liked a tweet saying "lack of evidence, my ass," and it was all of Miles Bridges's significant others' bruises and you know uh, everything from the assault and everything. So, uh, lack of evidence, bullshit. It seems like it was just some, one of those situations where the lawyers got the better of the situation and could make a guilty man walk. So really Canada had it right. Don't let him play. Yeah. I mean, Canada had it right from the start. He is banned. He is banned. (laughs) He will not be playing. He should be banned from the NBA, but I'm glad that he's banned from Canada at least. I'll take what I can get. Uh, We need to more add more teams to the NBA from Canada so that he could be banned from more games. That would be. That's the only reason I want more Canadian teams. Adam Silver. It's time for an expansion. Correct. (laughs) Um, that's but, all the news. Yeah, that is all the news. <laughs> the final bit of information, the final rundown, of course, is talking about our Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently sitting at 44 and 12. I just want to double check my math is mathing. Yes, they are. Um, since I left you last, 
the Celtics had uh, three games, which I predicted to be three wins. They played against the Heat, the Nets, and the Nets. Uh, the first game against the Heat was 110 to 106. Uh, they beat the Nets 118 to 110. And then uh, the final game, those first two being road games, the final game before All-Star break was the Nets at home in TD Garden, where they blew out the Nets by 50 fucking points. Uh, 136 to 86. I have a question. Yeah. Was that before or after the, the Nets coach was fired after the 50-point game? Correct. Okay, well, then that lines up a little bit more. I mean, yes, but at the same time, while I get firing your coach because you just got blown out, one, we're the first team in the league, yeah. so obviously we're going to beat up on bad teams. Yeah. Two, this guy had has been given – Jacques Vaughn – has been given a difficult – was given. I guess he's fired now, so you can't say he is given. <laughs> he was given a very difficult situation. He came in. He had to coach Kyrie, James Harden, and KD. And then management was like, this isn't working. Blow it the fuck up. And then he was left with just McCall Bridges and the scraps that were left on the team. And Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons doesn't play <laughs> basketball. He is just a name on a roster that is eating cap space. He came back for one game and is, has has not played again since. He's not going for personal accolades. Ben Simmons should be playing in China. Damn. At best. Damn. Um, I digress. Okay, thank you for answering my question. Sorry to get you so heated. No, I'm just saying, like, the Nets are a very shit situation. And to like just be like, yeah, we should fire our coach. It's like mm, maybe let's get the situation better, yeah, and then see how the coach does. Well, we beat Indiana by fifty-two. Halliburton was out, yeah, but they didn't, they didn't fire, their fire their coach. Their coach. Yeah, I, I mean, their, I there. their their starter was out, and then they figured it out. I yeah. guess like they just Nets don't really have a starter. No, they have McCall, and that's it. Yeah, so it doesn't really seem right to fire a coach when you don't have a team, but. I guess we'll see what comes. I just think that they're setting themselves up to get like an Adrian Griffin or a coach Budden, yeah. Budenweiser, Budenweiser. Um, That's a fun name. Budenweiser? Budenweiser? Yeah, it's literally Budweiser. Might be Budenholzer. I don't know. Fair enough. Coach Bud. <laughs> okay. Um, after the All-Star break, they've only played one game. Uh, that was on Thursday. Uh, played against the Bulls at home or at uh, Chicago and won 129 to 112. Uh, shout out to Luke Cornett. 100%. Shout out to Luke Cornett for catching oops, uh, slamming it home as often as he could. Whatever that karate chop, dab, bullshit, fucking celebration was, loved it. That Ate was, it up. Yeah, that was that was an iconic moment. Uh, I mean, all of Luke's celebrations are always iconic moments. That's a good point. He was excellent. I really appreciated him playing like that. I feel like that was a really aggressive way for him to play. Like, he's never asking for the ball that much. Mm -hmm. um, and it felt like everything that was thrown at him just went in. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see, especially because at the beginning of the season – it was a question mark as to who would be the big man backup oh, you... as to who would be the uh, replacement or, you know, third guy in the situation between Al and KP. Yeah. Um, 
you know, a lot of I, I said from the beginning of the year that it was probably going to be Kata. Um, I didn't think it was going to be Luke. We went and got Xavier Til- or yeah, Xavier Tillman to maybe sure up that position as well. Um, and Luke has kind of seen the revolving door, seen the competition and said, take it from me. Yeah. He, he really has. When he's healthy, he's playing in a way that he's like, I am the backup big man. And he's been really, like, just really on it lately. Yeah. You have been very vocal in the podcast of your opinions of Luke. Yeah. Um, which have been fluctuating every week as his game has been fluctuating every week. Very much so. Um, But he had a really strong comeback after a break. Maybe that's just what he needed. I'd be interested to see if he can keep up. Yeah, I mean, I also have no problem with Luke yeah, he's back making up. me eat my words. Yeah, you I have, want that. I, I would love for me to be like, hey, the tallest active American-born player <laughs> uh, is doing well for the Celtics. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, I, prove me wrong. Like, I, I'm only hard on our backup players because I know how good our starters are, and I know when we rotate backups in, it can be a problem. That can be where we lose games. It can cause issues. Um, but – so far this season, I mean, Peyton Pritchard's been solid. Luke Cornett's been solid. Sam Hauser's solid. Sam Hauser has been, what, shooting f- upwards of 45% from three-point land. Insane. Um, you know, a lot of them. A lot of the guys that I called out to saying, like, you need to step up when you need to step up have been proving me either wrong or, you know, stepping up like I asked. Yeah, and I think Tillman played – in this first game. I don't think he was very memorable. He got his first bucket as a Celtic and got a block. Okay. Um, Take it back. Still so memorable. He played like, I think five, five minutes tops. Fair. Um, But, you know, still did a little bit with that time while he was on the court. It was at the end when, you know, we had already won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaden Springer did come in as well. Oh, not I, as memorable. Didn't I, really do anything with his free time. I kind of forgot about him. Uh, a backup guy. Uh, also young. And has a lot of time to develop and has potential. Um, the 76ers moved on for him for God knows why, but right. we'll take it. I mean, maybe he just needs to be enlightened by Missoula Ball. Well, that's he needs to see the way. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I don't think that there's a if you ask Pat Beverly, uh, <laughs> no one's you know teaching winning culture over there right. uh, in Philadelphia, right? So we're trying to teach winning culture here with the Boston Celtics. Come on in, Jaden. We're gonna. We'll show you how it's done. Yeah. I do not like how many J's we have on the team. No. We got Jaden. We got Jalen. We got Jason. We got Drew. Uh, is that everyone? My brain stopped when you started, <laughs> when you started listing all the J's. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum. Drew Holiday. J. Rue Holiday. <laughs> um... The Springer Jayden kid. Springer. Yeah. I think that's all the J's, but there are a lot of J's. Well, I would take a lot of J's than Jalen William, Jalen William, Jalen William. Well, Jaylen yeah, it's William. Better, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is better than having guys with the same least, goddamn name. At least we could do like a JB, a JT, a JH, a JS. Like we have some. Oh, JD Davidson. JD Davidson. I knew we were missing one. Yep, more. we have a JD. Yeah, that's a lot of J acronyms. You know what? <laughs> it keeps it easy that you could just be like, who's the J guy on the Boston Celtics? Which J hit that shot? Yeah, exactly. Um, but as we sit, 
Celtics are 44 and 12, uh, still sitting at first in the East. How many games ahead are they? That's the fun part. They are like 7.5 games ahead of second place. Second place being the Cavaliers. Shout out to the Cavs. I don't know what they're doing. I don't see any Cavaliers game or any Cavaliers coverage, but they are second in the East. Yeah. Good to them. I think they're just keeping their head down and grinding. Hell yeah. You know, they're like, don't have to be first. Don't have to make the headlines. Just like play ball. And they're doing it. Uh, Bucks are in third and they're 8.5 behind us. Knicks are in fourth. They're 10 behind us. Sixers are in fifth, 11 behind us. Pacers, sixth, 12.5. I'm actually the most surprised about the Pacers. I feel like they've been doing well. They are doing well. They're 32 and 25. Yeah. I just thought they'd be higher on the list. No one's us. That's true. That's really just all it is. No one else is. I mean, the Cavs are under 20 losses. And then in the West, you have the Nuggets, Clippers, Thunder, and Timberwolves under 20 losses. But no other team besides us is under 15 losses. That's crazy. We are the only team in the NBA that is below 15 losses. That's crazy. And like the the West is is. I mean, the West is West is very strong. So thankful we're in the East. I am, but I'm not because we keep running into these issues of losing to Western teams. And it makes me really, really nervous about who we line up against if we go to the finals. I think it's all guerrilla warfare. We're just like, oh, we're going to lose to you in the regular season. We won't show you how good we are. And then, bam, surprise them. No. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's my thought process. I don't have a, I don't have a retaliation because I'm right. Sure. Um, with that being said, the upcoming games for the Celtics we have Saturday the 24th. That is today as we're recording. Uh, it is against the Knicks in MSG. Uh, Tuesday the 27th. It is the Sixers at TD Garden, and Friday March the 1st. It is Mavs at TD Garden. With that being said, if you had to predict the next three games, win-losses, what would you say? Um, Knicks, Sixers, Mavs. I'm going to say we're going to win it all. I think the Knicks just traded a bunch of pieces away, and they're kind of not sure what they're doing yet. I think they need a little bit more time. Because they no longer have Barrett. They no longer have Quickly. They no longer have Grimes. OG is hurt. Yeah, but Bojan Bing Bong Bagdanovich, which I is, I'm taking that name now That's, because he's moved to New York and Bing Bong is so big in New York. He's Bojan Bing Bong Bagdanovich. So happy he's on my fantasy team. Now. Um, yep. Put up like what? I think he hit like six three pointers the other day. That's great. Our whole team can do that. Fair. So I'm going to say we're beating the Knicks. I'm going to say we're going to beat the Sixers because fuck them. Mm-hmm. Just just straight up. Um, and Embiid's gone. So what are you going to do? Tyrese played. He's tired. Um, and then I'm going to say we're going to beat the Mavs because Luca did not do well in the All-Star game. Okay. Although I know that he was, you know, just having fun. Yeah. Um, I was attempting to disagree with you just for the sake of disagree with you, disagreeing with you. Um, the only game that really brings a question mark to my mind is the Mavs game. Because, like I said, we've been matching up against Western teams mm. not so greatly. But 
Kyrie has not won at TD Garden since he stomped on Lucky. Right. I believe he will be 0-10 if he loses this game. That's amazing. So for that, I will say that we are sweeping the next three games. I think it's the luck of the Irish. It like it that can't be broken. Kyrie yeah. will never win in TD Garden again. Period. End of sentence. I'm all for that. <laughs> Fuck you, Kai. Fuck you, Kyrie. Um. Well, with that being said, that is everything for this week's episode. I know it's jam-packed. I know it's a long one. Um, I want to thank Amanda, again, at notaman underscore duh, three H's on Twitter uh, for you know coming in and helping with the All-Star coverage. Thanks for having me. Of I course. love the gimmick. Oh, God. I'm here for it. She, See you back next year, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry. <laughs> Come get your woman's. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, it's going to be a live stream of the three of us. Oh, okay. We'll get we'll get uh, Howie. Well, we'll not we'll let uh, we'll let Brett know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with all that being said, happy to be back. Happy to be back covering the NBA. Happy that the uh, regular season is back in full swing. And as always, the Celtics are currently at forty-four and twelve. They are sitting atop the East, number one in the standings, number one in your hearts. Say it with me, everybody. Go Celtics, or go fuck yourself. <laughs>